Hello, ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land, and welcome to a mega spectacular bonus feature episode of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. podcast. Or Dogpast. Dogpast. Do- Dogpast. That's my friend who agrees with me. Yes, you know who you are. <laughs> podcast land <laughs> but they don't know who we are that is correct well i feel like they should do if they've been listening we just got two new listeners apparently oh well let me introduce ourselves <laughs> um, the guy you've already heard speaking is directly opposite me his name is drew back when yes excellent branding drew hi drew hi marie how are you feeling today drew oh i gave your name away oh sorry, sorry. i mean Next up is myself, <laughs> also known as Marie. I'm doing fantastic. Jim's the next person in the room. Hi, Jim. Hello, Marie. Sorry. That's me. I'm Jim. Jim's waving. Hi, at Drew. You. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Hi, Podcast Land. This is now half the episode. Which, um, and to round off our circle, we have the one, the only. Leon. Hello. Yeah. Hello, Marie. <laughs> Hello, Jim. Hello, Drew. Hello, Leon. Hello, Hello, Leon. Hello Podcast Land. We are reviewing Night of the Doctor. It's a little bonus one. It was like six and a half minutes. In its entirety. Um, introducing, well not introducing, reintroducing um, <laughs> yep. Paul McGann. Oh, I thought you were going to say reintroducing John Hurt. Oh, well, yeah, no, that too. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. But we will talk about that as well. Yeah, okay. we'll get to that. But yeah, I was super excited to see Paul McGann again. He's fantastic. Yeah, and a bit of a surprise for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah, he had not been announced, as I recall. Oh, was it really? Oh. I read somewhere that they shot this episode on the last two days of production of the Day of the Doctor. Oh, really? So I don't know whether they thought it up at the last minute or just wanted to record it as late as they possibly could to stop the secret game. Oh, out. I'm sure they had thought of this beforehand. Yeah. It sets up the War Doctor. Yeah, true. So it was entirely to stop the secret getting out there. Mm, presumably. And holy moly, yes, Paul McGann. Oh my goodness, Paul McGann. Yes. Oh. We know him from the Seventh Doctor TV movie in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. The what, Doctor? Sorry. <laughs> Is it the Seventh Doctor? As well as all of the Eighth Doctor Adventure audiobooks by Big Finish that we've been uh, going through steadily. Well, yes, indeed. And there will be a reference to an EDA coming up in this little bonus episode. Spoilers. But yeah, this was the six and a half, seven, whatever minute long prequel to the 50th anniversary. Yes, it was broadcast on the 14th of November 2013. Mm. So a full nine days ahead, just to draw up the interest. That's the convention screening, presumably. Oh, is it? So did you see it? Yes. (gasps) I was sitting next to JD at the time. I think they set it up to coincide with the the TV, well, with it airing on TV. I can't that remember. was on the 23rd. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. When is the... Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. I feel like I've... Oh, definitely was the first time that I'd seen it at the convention. Yeah. JD will back me up on this. Seen which one? Night or day? Both. Oh, they showed them back to back? Yeah. Oh, well, oh, well. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, maybe you got an extra special sneak peek. I mean, surely that's something they would do. Pretty sure. Yeah. Unless yeah. my brain is making up shit now. They've got to make it worth going somehow. <laughs> yeah. Aside from that, the convention was utter nonsense. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was not. It was amazing. And if we do a bonus episode about it, you should absolutely listen to it, Podcast Land. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So this episode, seven minutes. Holy moly, they crammed so much into it. They did. It was because normally these little bonus episodes that we get, they're a couple of minutes and they're always a bit naff and they always, like, they're not really necessary. Like the last ones we had for the what, the, the snowman one. The oh, the name of the doctor, the yeah. prequels. Yeah, they all just. Oh, the bit... prequels. So the sm- yo, sorry, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Both apply. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, whereas, yeah, this one, it could have been an episode in its own right. I really wanted more. There just wasn't enough Paul McGann for me. Yeah, does this feel like a prequel or does this feel like a... Or is this a... Is this a teaser? Is this a prequel? Is this a mini episode? What is this? It just feels like it's, it's bridging the gap between the two. So it's filling in the holes, but it's also giving you a bit of context hey, for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, for how... It's really interesting to see how Time Lords are viewed because we've seen the Doctor is just viewed as a hero and Time Lords are great and they fix problems and they're wonderful. And so when this... I can't remember what the woman was called. Was she given her name? Cass. Cass. Yeah, she um, she hates him and she'd, she'd rather blow herself up and hopefully take him with her than accept help. And that's something we've not really seen them like viewed in that way. So that was a big kind of shock. And yeah, sort of nicely leads into the, the War Doctor. Do we know why they're so against the Time Lords? Because surely someone has to stand up to the Daleks. And if the Daleks were the initial aggressors, then it, it's not the Time Lords' fault that this has spilled out across the universe they're trying their best well i i have questions about the time war for you guys do you know what it is do we in the audience know what the time war is i don't even know how you can have a time war i'll be honest i don't know how all of time and space can be burning that's that's the quote that i was gonna refer to if that's the case, if like every moment in space and time is burning, that means just everything is burning. Yeah, and I don't feel <laughs> even remotely singed. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean that like, it has, is it undoing history? Is that the time war? Is it like just erasing history? I don't know. And are the Daleks, have they mastered time travel now? Because in the victory of the Daleks, it seems like they have... They have in Classic Who, let me tell you. Okay. In a serial that I'm not sure we've ever referred to on this show, The Chase. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Do tell us more. <laughs> yeah, the Daleks invent time travel or steal it, I can't remember. But they, they have time travel technology and it's a chase across space and time. I so they like, do have the technology. Yeah, aren't the Daleks basically anywhere and everywhere and ev- any when? Because like, we've seen They're even in other World dimensions. War II mm. on mm. Earth. And they just, like, the Doctor travels through time and space continually. It's not generally just space and bumps into the Daleks all over the place. That is true. Okay, so what are they doing across time and space? We're not treated to any of this information. I'm sure there's tons of it in the comics. Possibly. I know that there's a whole audiobook series by Big Finish about the War Doctor, about the Time War, Mm. the Doctor's involvement in it. Maybe we should look into those. That might be elucidating. But in addition to... Us not knowing what the Time War is about and what the fallout is and why, therefore, people who are not Time Lords would hate the Time Lords. This seems to be a total surprise to Paul McGann's Doctor. Mm. Like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, oh, you you dislike me? <laughs> the, where the fuck have you been, dude? Cause it, yeah, because he seems to have just... The Time War's been going on and he's just been like, oh, I'm just going to ignore it. I'll just pop over here and I'm not involved and I don't want to be part of it. But if it's going on in all of time and space, then how does he avoid it? Yeah, exactly. See, I get more the impression that maybe the Daleks go to one era to destroy one planet because it's the best tactic for getting yeah. rid of that civilization. They just want to kill things. And maybe the Gallifreyans, the Time Lords, are doing things through time to try and prevent stuff from happening. And war is just raging in random pockets of time and space. So we get on to learn that the Xylons homeworld got destroyed very early on. And mm. like maybe it's a surprise to know that this particular person in this particular time and space knows who a Time Lord is and knows what the Time War is and is pissed off about it. Could be. 
That makes more sense. It would also partly explain why everyone's pissed off with Time Lords, because if the Daleks go and blow something up and then the police turn up hours after the crime has been committed, it's like, fuck you, police. <laughs> useless. <laughs> well, and also, if it is a war and like maybe the Time Lords think to set up a front somewhere and that encourages the Daleks to go over to that time and space and like attack them and there's fallout from oh. neutral places and... yeah. Yeah, now I get it. Yes, because they're they're. Uh, this is my interpretation. They're waging a war against like. It's just those two, yeah. and but they're fighting across all of time, and therefore people and history gets caught in the crossfire. Yeah. So the Daleks are obviously dicks. Yeah. And the Time Lords have taken are upon also them. dicks. Yeah. Well, they take it upon themselves to rid time and space of the Daleks, no matter what. And mm. so there's a war that has raged, and it's just spilled out of control, and everything and everyone is now being affected by it through different times. I think it would have helped if in the day of the Doctor it hadn't just been a shitload of of spaceships surrounding a planet and firing at it in a very linear fashion as would be expected in any war yeah. or space battle. Yeah. We'll get onto that, Drew. We will, but, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to see something a little different. Like when they're... Um, oh, dear, I am spoiling it now. But when, <laughs> when they're in the control room, the general is like... Okay, this fleet has disappeared. They've gone back 2,000 years or something. We will send these guys after them rather than this is the only thing that's going on in this war of time. Yeah, exactly. So is it that the Daleks have... Yeah, oh, crap. This is totally the next episode, isn't it? It is. You know what? I'll put a pin on that and I'll, I'll ask this question in our next review. Okay. So back to Night of the Doctor... We meet the Sisterhood of Khan again. Sisterhood of Khan! <laughs> whom we encountered in Classic, who very we recently did. Which I've had to double check in the trivia, because they do only crop up once, I think. It's, really? Yeah. So they we have um, had them in The Brain of Morbius, which was in 1976. Yeah. So it was quite recent for us in review terms, but a very, very long time ago in <laughs> Doctor Who televised terms. Yeah. Yeah. And then they decided to bring him back for this. Wait, there's no, no Sisterhood of Khan in between? I thought the... Oh, I might be completely wrong, so do correct me. But before Amy Pond was Amy Pond, she played a like no. non-person in a red outfit. Is that not the same person? No, no, it's a different... Uh, yeah, I made that. I thought that was them, yeah. Oh, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Just scanning... I- no, I don't, I don't think. Cool. That's that's incredible. Yeah. All right, so we have the we have 100% of their classic who appearance under a, you know. Yeah. And it's interesting because we I think we said at the time that I mean what you see in this this mini is basically what we got, but the the discussion of how they are involved in basically helping time lords to regenerate. Yeah. yeah. And it seemed like such an important part of like Doctor Who mythology. And then it's just, oh, that's it. That's all we get. So are they supposed to, like, do they do this regularly? I think what we were told in the classic, and maybe Leon can back me up or clarify. Probably not. (laughs) Is that they can use it to help if maybe there's a problem with the regeneration or... Because this was when this was what I was going to ask is is because they've always, when they count the doctors, John Hurt's doctor is never counted and it whacks out all the maths and and he's not technically the doctor and blah 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 but he should have used a regeneration but then when you see it happen it's not his regeneration like they force it so is that sort of the loophole that means it doesn't use one of his lives because they've given him an extra life basically that is it yeah Yeah. that's effectively it yeah so i can't fully remember this but gallifreyans at some point 
invents regeneration. This then starts them on this track of we're just going to dominate space and time. We are incredible and we're going to live forever so we have lots of time to learn stuff. But then, am I right in saying the Sisterhood of Khan, they are Gallifreyans who just... They've created this order and they are on a planet where the sacred flame is creating the sacred, the water of, water of life, whatever it's called. The elixir of life? The elixir of life, thank you. Which mimics the exact same properties of whatever process was invented by Gallifreyans back in the day. Yeah, it it was basically a cup of immortality. Yeah. I I think we were speculating as to whether they were Gallifreyans. I don't think it was ever clear. Oh, okay. I think they definitely referred to Time Lords as a kind of us and them. And we, oh, we weren't sure if they were just like a little sect that had kind of moved away. Yeah, true. Um, he's very dismissive of their like immortality. He talks about like... It being boring. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, because these members of the Sisterhood of Khan, they live forever, yeah. but they are stuck on Khan. Like they're stuck in this cave. Oh, yeah. There's, there's Why can't they leave the which cave? Kind of, yeah, which kind of implies that they can't regenerate in the same way as Gallifreyans or Time no. Lords can. Yeah, which, which is true. The Alexia did seem to, what, the way they talked about it at least, it seemed to be that, yeah, it's eternal life. It's not regenerative. Like. Yeah. So you're in the same body just for eternity. Yeah. Do but they not age? I don't know. Just, well, well, some of them are older. I think, I can't quite remember. I think maybe in the brain of Morbius the eldest one stops taking it and yeah. then dies. Yes, exactly. So you, it's almost like you're kind of frozen in the state of when you start taking it. Okay. I don't know. But you can, you can still choose to die if you get bored of immortality. But I guess I so. so, yeah. yeah. Stop taking your medicine. Oh. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, you look like someone with a something on his mind. Well, you were asking, what is this? Is this a prequel? Is this a teaser? Hmm. I think it's the Night of the Doctor. It just is what it is. It is what it needs to be. And it is that to its fullest and fulfills the brief perfectly, doesn't it? It yeah. does. We don't need to shoehorn it into some wider class. It is a standalone piece of entertainment. Do we like that it's standalone? Because this could have been, maybe it's a bit too long for a cold open, but it could have been just the start of the Day of the Doctor. Well, the day, because the Day of the Doctor is a super long episode as well, so you could have made it a two-parter and... And that included this in the beginning. Yeah. Or is it or is it nice that because it's McGann in particular, it's yeah. a separate thing that he doesn't really pop up in anything else? Or look at it, Drew. Well, I I think so, because the day of the Doctor was broadcast in all the cinemas, so you got not millions of people, you've got audiences, shall we say, of indeterminate size going to see this thing and not knowing who this first guy is, and he's not the doctor, and the parents going like, Well, I think I might have See, was there was there like a special? Oh, yeah. And so it would have been terrible if it had been at the beginning of that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I was going to speculate the exact opposite. Oh. I was going to say that it, surely the Doctor from the movie, even if you've not seen the movie, just the image of Paul McGann as the Doctor is stuck in the public consciousness somehow. The way that people who don't watch Doctor Who can still recognise a Dalek, you know. I think you're slightly overestimating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a tad. Yeah. But people who watch Doctor Who... Say that then. People who watch Doctor Who. Yeah, if you're going to go to the trouble of going to the cinema to see Day of the Doctor. But it's because your kids are dragging you along going, I want to see Matt Smith. Who's that cunt? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Shut your mouth, child. Uh. (laughs) But yeah, I don't don't think I recognised Paul McGann as the Doctor until quite recently. Okay. Like, have you seen the movie, Marie? Oh yeah, but like yeah. I mean, it's great. When I say recently, I mean like I don't, like 
a long time ago. He but, also doesn't look like he does in the movie. Yeah. No, true. But like, I didn't grow up knowing he was a doctor. I think I grew up knowing that like Tom Baker was a doctor and the big long scarf and, and there's certain iconic TV doctors. And I don't think I even realized there was a film until like I'd started watching um, New Who, basically. Uh, okay. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's a film. Oh, and it's got that guy from Wimnail. I'll go back and watch it. So... Oh, and it's pants. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. No, it's definitely worth watching. Can't win them all. <laughs> what do you think of the different options given to McGann? So he gets to choose between young, old, man, woman, fast, strong, wise, angry, and he goes for warrior. No one goes, that wasn't an option. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. Because I assumed... He would like pick a, a few different traits and they make a concoction for him. And then as soon as he said warrior, it's like, she's like, aha, I knew you were going to pick yeah, that. I it's made one this I made one. earlier. Yeah, but I didn't tell you about it. But. <laughs> this was a trick up my sleeve. <laughs> what if he says, I just want the peace one? Like, no, we haven't, we haven't prepared that. They also seem fairly manipulative. They could just give him whatever elixir they feel he needs. Yeah. And what does this, what does this tell you about, uh, you know, the, the the amount of doctor, the personality that gets retained from one regeneration to another. Yeah. It almost implies that, I mean, he he effectively commits suicide and says, replace me with someone completely different, with a different ideology, with a different outlook on life, with a different attitude to killing. Yeah. Make me do that for a number of, for a century or so. But that is, it's just for this one ge- regeneration and then, and the next one he goes back to, to what he was before. Well, uh, as the warrior, are you going to do that? As the warrior, are you going to be question. like, well, of course I want my next me to be a warrior as well. Because I was bloody great. Because but I don't warrior, know. Does he have a choice? Does but he know, have a choice? No, no, no. Because this is what she says. Oh, no, it, it takes yeah. out the randomness of it. So when you regenerate n- like naturally, although you've now told me that it's not a natural process, they invented it, which is boggling my mind. But anyway, sure yeah, did. I didn't know that either. No. Like, I'm sure <laughs> they did, right? <laughs> I'm not. I'm sure you're right, because that's a crazy thing to evolve. I think this is the whole uh, Omega and Rassilon thing. Yeah, it might be. We've had the... They find the technology that gives them both time travel and regenerations. What's the black hole frozen in? The Eye of Harmony. Yeah. This came up in a classic after we just had it in the the New Who, where it was powering the TARDIS. And it apparently sits at the heart of Gallifrey. And basically, (laughs) we, I think, maybe have some hints and speculate in a bit this might have been them kind of kickstarting what it is to be a Time Lord. Mm. I, I swear, you and I looked this up for that review uh, and okay. we talk about it on that review. So Podcast Land, go back <laughs> and listen to that review. It was, what was it called? To the Deadly Assassin. Yes. Yeah. Listen to our Deadly Assassin review because we answered this question there and then probably forget about <laughs> no, it. <yeah. laughs> Alcohol, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I don't, I don't think you get a choice usually. It's just because they have these elixirs that can shape him. But yeah, I assume it only lasts for this one regeneration and then he will revert back to whatever he was before. But obviously your experiences shape you. So you yeah. get a darker, more grown up doctor. Yeah, and as, as a warrior, surely you'd say, I'm going straight back to Khan. It's just going to be a string of me's for yeah. the rest of eternity. <laughs> Stronger and more powerful. <laughs> this time we will rule the world. Throw in some angry. <laughs> Get out! And would this... <laughs> ouch. <laughs> and would this I not... that life, but... <laughs> <laughs> Would this not negate the uh, 13 identities limit? 
surely you you know you you don't have to die after thirteen regenerate or thirteen lives, and you don't have to uh, do what the master tried to do in spoilers uh, in the Deadly Assassin and sort of steal the energy from the Eye of Harmony to give himself more regenerations yeah. and destroy all of Gallifrey in the process. Just you just go, go to Conan, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, could you could you? Give me a a venti. Give me a grande whatever of elixir of life, and I'll just walk around with that for a while. <laughs> well, they they must be able to see you coming because he crashes, and she instantly knows exactly what's going on, and it was foretold. Ah, okay. So this might also be another thing that's uh, mentioned in the brain of Morbius, whereby yeah. the sisterhood of Khan is they're sort of notorious for crashing nearby spaceships. Oh, so it's possible yeah. that Cass is in the process of crashing because of the uh, the sisterhood of Khan. Well, well, they, they've got their own little Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Oh, so I don't. Possible. But they they are a bit. I don't know. They have premonitions. I was forgetting what the verb is. Oh, that's true. They they're like soothsayers. Occasion, yeah, occasionally one of them kind of goes, "Oh, I see with my eye." That yeah. I think. All right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I feel like they have they hallucinate and have visions and. Yada yada. Yeah. There are these lottery tickets. They're 100% wacko cult, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Told some loads. <laughs> All signed up. A really up effective one. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. For a change. Yeah. So I reckon that because they chose to restore the doctor here, because they know the purpose of doing that, yeah. were the master to try, they'd just crash him and he'd be dead. It's mm. possible. I mean, they restore the Doctor. This is a little strange, actually, I feel. They restore the Doctor, they bring him back to life, but they only give him about five minutes of life so that he can then choose another life to have for mm. a much longer period of time. Why not just give him, you know, bring him back to life, Buster? Because he doesn't have the right qualities. They know that he needs to be a warrior, but he has to decide that they can't just resurrect him as a warrior. Maybe he needs to choose it. Why not give anyone, why not make anyone drink from that cup? Was it for, has it been foretold? Because this, this is the thing, and this is jumping forward to the next episode as well, but how everyone, how all the Time Lords talk about the Doctor, he's this big important person. And I know to us he is, and like especially in New Who, he's like the last of the Time Lords. But back then there were billions of Time Lords. Why was he... Billions of children? Yeah. Oh, Why yeah. was he the most important one? Is there anything that's like prophesized that he will... Like, Ask Andrew Cartmel. Oh, Who's Andrew mm. Cartmel? He had a master plan. Yeah. Michael knows what I'm talking about. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. All right. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, let's put a pin in that. Okay. Is that for the next episode? Uh, or is that possibly? a Sea of the Doctor thing? I, I think yes. Oh, okay. Oh, exciting. But yeah, it seems like he is important in the Time War and, and people know about it. And that, and if, if um, the Khan can see into the future, then... Maybe they know that it has to... It can't, we can't just make anyone into a warrior. It has to be him. I mean, they beg him to help. Yeah. I, don't feel, I feel like they, they wouldn't have just done it to any old Time Lord. I, I think they're operating on some kind of, maybe not full-on prophecy, but a real sense of the future will be better if this person here does something differently. Yeah. And that might also lend credence to the theory that actually you're not a completely new person with a new ideology etc yada 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 when you regenerate that something some part of you is retained that makes you gives you advantages or disadvantages yeah. in certain contexts and that is why just anyone drinking from this cup is not going to be able to go and save the world from the Daleks or you know end the time war but him drinking from this cup under exactly those circumstances he might do so yeah and as we see, I well, I think anyway, in the next episode, yeah, 
it is still graffiti, graffiti. the same doctor. Yeah. It is, yeah. You're right. It is. Yeah. What was the line that you didn't like? What was that? The get out. Oh, get, get out. Get out. Which I don't know. It's just yeah. from whisper to yell. Get out with no pause. <laughs> not not even a kind of like did did they move an inch? No, they didn't. I gotta shout again. <laughs> just get out get out. I didn't like the delivery of bring me knitting. I love the line, but I didn't like the delivery of it. Uh-huh. But I didn't mind the get out one. I didn't like actually how quickly he does seem to change his view and go. I know he's only got four minutes to live, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there's, there's not any kind of showing his thought process of changing from no, I'm I'm gonna be an impartial observer and do what help what good I can and help where I can to fuck it. Yeah, I'll be a warrior and go kick some ass. <laughs> yeah, that's super weird. Yeah, I also what? feel like he might in fact have changed his mind even quicker than that before then in the ship when. Th- Cass closes the door and goes, oh, it's deadlocked. Uh, oh, I'll watch you die. He has a chance to just step into his TARDIS and he'll be fine. But instead, he just goes, right, I guess I'll die here with you. I'm he's not hoping, going anywhere without you. He's hoping that at the last second, she'll be like, you know what? This is a really stupid idea. I'm going to open this door now. It's deadlocked. Like, I don't know. She can open it, sure. Oh, she can't yeah. open it, can't she? But- um, I didn't really get understand why he'd, he was gonna die and not regenerate why wouldn't he have just regenerated anyway i think he would have regenerated but they but said like oh we brought you back to life like he yeah. was dead really? and they resurrected him isn't it the equivalent of matt smith being shot before he has had a chance to regenerate like you have to be alive and not tumbling to the surface of a planet from space as you are regenerating i thought it was dialing back to what we said before of like when you regenerate you you do become a new person you know there's obviously the same kind of mix in the cordial with a couple of extra things in but the doctor does forget a lot it changes him her so they were taking a moment to go right this doctor here and now we've now got you for four minutes do you want to make decisions as this doctor or do you want to regenerate into the next one you don't know how so af- play after out. that four minutes you don't think he was oh. just gonna die forever i would have just done an, a normal regeneration that's, that's, i assumed that's the impression i got i thought he was gonna die i thought he was gonna die forever well, I and i didn't really fell get why. to a planet but he was in would, space why wouldn't he regenerate yeah, exactly why wouldn't he regenerate because he died before <laughs> he had a chance to do it like it, when we whenever we see regenerations the ironically the exception that i can think of is sylvester mccoy into paul mcgann but Otherwise, the and I have I haven't seen all regenerations, but otherwise, as far as I'm aware, you are you're still alive. You are aware of the regeneration happening, glowing or fading or swirls, depending on when in BBC history you are. <laughs> and then you end up being another person, but you don't die in between. You just morph. Whereas yeah, in this do, case, you do you die? Sometimes he's dead. Sometimes he's who's been, who's died? I'm sure. Not thinking have of been not Sylvester McCoy. Shot. Or they're dying. They're dying. They are they dying. Get, yeah. Like I think regenerating has always been portrayed as like the last aspect of life. Yeah, but you're not mm. dead. You're not dead dead. Like no, the tenants didn't fall to the floor, remain there lifeless, and then his his just lifeless body started glowing. He was still alive and kicking and he started glowing. No, but my okay, so my theory would be that you would start regenerating like as you were falling. And then when you hit the floor, you'd have all your regeneration energy. So we've seen people have injuries whilst regenerating. And then, like, Tennant grew a hand back. Um, mm. River got shot a bunch of times and then yeah. spewed them all out again. 
had a mini orgasm and yeah. fired them back. She yeah. Oh, I it. forgot about that, that one. Was, yeah. That was just after she'd regenerated though, wasn't she? And that was when you can still do that, things But like that's that. what I mean. Like when you can survive a fall to Earth as Jodie Whittaker. Yes, yes. Oh, Jodie yeah. Whittaker fell to Earth. Yes. Good, mm. That's Good true, knowledge, Drew. Yeah, but now you're in that Goldilocks zone of it's not too early, it's not too late, you're, you still have an excess of regeneration energy. Yeah, but it, I think it lasts a fair amount of time. So he would have started regenerating on the ship when it, it when it exploded, and then by the time he's fallen to Earth, he's a new person. I don't think it's exploding, though. I think it it's explodes crashing. by crashing, yeah. yeah. So he starts regenerating just before the ship crashes, and then he just like bounces because he's full of all this lovely light regeneration energy. It doesn't it doesn't hurt him. I wonder if there has to be some sort of conscious element to it because we have had Capaldi delay his regeneration. Oh, that's yeah. true. So I wonder if the Time Lord, if the Time Lord was asleep and you just shot him through the brain or her, then there'd be no chance to set that going. I've just realised solid theory. The whole thing about. Uh, as I said it, River got... Is this, is this what happened? River gets shot and she like absorbs the bullets and then like shoots them back out again. Does yeah, she? Yeah, I think so. Then why, whilst she has regeneration energy and that's how she can do it. Yeah. But when she's in a spacesuit and she shoots Matt Smith whilst he's regenerating, that's supposed to kill him because if you're killed while regenerating... Yes. You die properly. Yes. Yeah, That's I, just I, nonsense. Yeah, can I can I say, I think my interpretation of the, oh, if you're killed during your regeneration, you can't regenerate properly. I think, well, my interpretation of that is, if you are dead, you cannot regenerate. I think that's what it is. You have to be alive in order to regenerate. It doesn't matter that he is mid-regeneration. It's the fact that he is freaking deadsville. I'm sure, like, pe- I'm sure people have come back from the dead. Yeah, Sylvester McCoy. Bio-regeneration. Yes, Sylvester <laughs> McCoy. <laughs> Paul McGann woke up in a morgue, as I recall. Oh. I think, more importantly, I don't want it to be that. <laughs> yeah. <So laughs> I, don't, I don't want this six-minute thing to contain the Doctor died. And yeah, then that's true. This random... But he did die. This random sect that crops up in this and one classic serial <laughs> goes, haha, we revived you. Now we're going to. No, I want it to be the regeneration thing just being played with. Yeah. Okay. Not that the doctor Fine. died in this six minute prequel thing. Yeah. Good. You know what? The more I think about this now, the more I'm. I'm, just, I'm starting to convince myself that I'd already seen this on TV when, when it was aired <laughs> at the 50th anniversary convention. Oh. Damn it. Oh, JD, please correct me. Did anyone like any of the lines? Because I liked, she didn't miss much. It's very nearly over. She never got to see the universe. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. You'll die right there. Best news all day. I liked liked it when he starts referring to companions. Oh, did you know? Yes. And they are all audiobook companions. Oh, really? Uh, I say, I didn't recognize any of them. I only recognized two of them. Until recently, I only recognized one of them. So I had to look look this up. So Charlie is Charlotte Pollard, audiobook, sixth and eighth Doctor companion. Lucy, that's Lucy Miller, whom we've been, well, encountering in, in many recent audiobooks. Tamsin, Drew, have you, oh, her name is actually Tamsin Drew. Uh, <laughs> Drew, have you already listened to the Situation Vacant audiobook? Which is the next one that we are uh, reviewing. Uh. And she appears in that one. That is her first appearance in uh, Big Finish audiobooks. And then, lastly, Molly. Can't remember who that was. And Cass. I don't feel like Cass really merits a mention at this point. She's she lying was... there in front of him. He doesn't mention his companion from um, from the movie. 
Wait, does he have a companion? Yeah, well, yeah. there's a there there's some... a love interest in the yeah. in the movie. I think because I was with Jim. Oh, sorry. To skip back to a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Jim said about he wasn't convinced by the doctors of old first. I thought that the first time and the second time I was going to I watched it again and I was going to be like I'm going to write down exactly why I don't like this and I watched him again and I knew he had to do it and then I realized that the sisterhood of Khan were begging him or appealing to his conscience in exactly the same way that Clara does in the next episode and gets him to completely change around. So there is at least a parallel. This is something that the Doctor is vulnerable to. It is part of his personality. I think it, I just didn't buy it between... she The leader... The priestess is called Ahelia, apparently. Okay. Which is very similar to Ochika, which is what we had in the, uh, the classic. Anyway, I didn't get it between Ahelia and... McGann. I just because uh, that's it. When Clara does it, they've built up a relationship over a long period, and therefore it's yeah one of your best friends telling you you can do better. Whereas it, when it's someone you met four minutes ago who's threatening to kill you, I don't know. But I think maybe that that is the purpose of this six to seven minute episode is to bring in some things that might come back again with a sister yeah. who can't talk about regeneration. Set to, up the war doctor. Set up to the war, war doctor yeah. to maybe get some parallels in with the there the doctor. So you, I don't know. Especially if it came afterwards, so they know full well what they're going to do with the day of the doctor, and then they can yeah pick out like key moments and yeah. But she is also making good points in a solid argument. Yeah, like you can run for maybe a few more days tops, and then we're all toast. How stupid are you? Do I have to spell it out? <laughs> maybe maybe if we knew what was going on it would help because we don't we don't know why everything is about to die we've just we've seen at this point three people <laughs> i don't know one of yeah, exactly. pri- yeah. one person who seems to be super far away from any kind of action i mean there we don't hear lasers being fired yeah. that there, there isn't a war as far as we're aware <laughs> why did their ship get evacuated was it just the fact that they were crashing that wasn't to do with the time war i don't know if we, we i don't told. remember i don't, I made no note of it and there was no lots memory of, of it oh i don't because yeah. she says like she's the only one left because she evacuated everyone and yeah. there was chaos and she was the only one who was like conscious enough I mean, to the, do it yeah the ship was obviously in some kind of distress i don't know if yeah. we know why because yeah. the sisterhood of khan were fucking with well yeah them. No, no, we, yeah we're <laughs> right <laughs> Bermuda triangle we know why so i have a question go for it would john hurt have originally been Eccleston in this episode if Moffat had had his wish oh. and Eccleston hadn't maintained his lifelong grudge with the show. I wish I could remember Eccleston's episodes more because he, he is... Super PTSD. Really affected yeah. by the time. Yeah. Do, we, do you see... in the? I can't remember. In the first episode, do you see Eccleston... Wait, regenerating? He doesn't. He just appears, doesn't he? No, he, he just appears and says, run. So he's yeah. been Eccleston for a while before he meets Rose. Yeah. So yeah, was that was that the intention? Was that he was the war doctor? I think that's what think? Moffat would have had as his plan A. Yeah, but he just yeah. didn't want to come back. He yeah. wanted to appear in Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> oh, Christopher! Oh, Christopher! Do you know what he'd have said though if he had been the war doctor in this episode? No, no more running. <laughs> <laughs> it is a real shame that he's missing yeah. from all this stuff. Yeah, you can kind of feel it. Yeah. More, I mean, more of the next thing, but... Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, no, that's sort of what yeah. I'm, and like, I'm I, thinking of. I don't think I mind that there is a different character put in the middle. Yeah. I think I think it's okay that Eccleston's Doctor is still post 
for someone else's doing everything in the time war. Yeah. And this still allows him to potentially change his mind about returning and, you know, the his relationship with the BBC being patched up and healed. And I don't know what went down there. I have absolutely no idea. But it, it, it allows for the Ninth Doctor to return yeah. and have more adventures. And that's fine. The, this retcon, if this is a retcon to invent the War Doctor in this prequel and in The Day of the Doctor, is bloody amazing. Mm. It works super well. Yeah. It, it kind of, you know... And I feel like yeah. you would never get John Hurt for a full run. So if we can get him for one or two episodes, then I'm all for it. Because yeah. he's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah. I actually quite like that it's this pocket part of the Doctor that he's forgotten about yeah. and trying yeah. to hide, which doesn't work if it's Eccleston. Yeah, though I don't really mm. understand why he needs to forget about everything. Well, no, but I like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I just want to ask one thing of Leon. Mm, okay. You love McGann and his McGanning. I do. What was your reaction? Can you take us through your reaction, bodily and mentally, to when he appears on the ship? Or you just hear his voice saying, I'm a doctor. <laughs> so I, I watched this and Dave the Doctor back to back earlier today. And I was literally on the edge of my seat and at times just smiling ear to ear, tearing up with joy. <laughs> including at the sight of McGann. Yeah, no, I was immensely overjoyed. Super happy to see him. This is a Doctor that we've encountered in audiobooks for a long time now-ish. I mean, <laughs> Who Back When is relatively new to audiobooks as it stands, but we've been encountering the Eighth Doctor on a rel- like sort of a semi-regular basis on the podcast, and then all of a sudden to see him on screen, where, thanks to those audiobooks... I've really wanted to see him on screen. Mm. I still maintain that guy deserves a spin-off series. Let's do an Eighth Doctor spin-off. Yeah. It has been mooted at various points, hasn't has it? Has it really? I think so. I don't think they've ever quite got it going, but it has been suggested, or, I don't know, parts of the internet have wanted it enough to generate a headline. I feel like I've read about it, but then sadly found out later on that, oh, actually, that was just someone who said, you know, someone's wish list rather than BBC plans. But yeah. Yeah, I'd watch probably. it. I'd watch the crap out of it. Also, he's aged beautifully. Wouldn't it's not like he had to play I an know. old doctor. Yeah. He's brilliant. Yeah, Absolutely, he doesn't look any different. He's fantastic. Yes, I love him. Paul McGann. Paul McGann. I once saw you in Paddington Station. <gasps> <laughs> Did you? I've already mentioned this on the podcast at least once. Yeah, uh, probably twice, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> Paul McGann is listening and going. Oh, you. Oh, you. <laughs> I remember you from Paddington Station that one time. That weird beep, guy beep, stalking beep, beep, beep. me. <laughs> I don't know how Paul McGann has our number or how you can call into a podcast. <laughs> but, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, that's you were that man whose erection was so large, he toppled forward <laughs> onto the platform. And then sprang back up again. <laughs> Speaking of springing back up again, this is a segue. We have now seen all the regenerations, or all the regenerations of all the Doctors have been in the show, mm. thanks to We See McGann's here and Hurts in the 50th. Like, they were the only two missing. I mean, there was only oh, McGann's missing. Oh, I see, I see, I see. And then there was Hurts missing, and then we got it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So, very completist move from Moffat there. Very nicely done. It's good in a way that then, that you never saw the regeneration for Eccleston, because it wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been able to shoehorn in... John Hurt, if you'd have already seen him go from McGann. Yeah, imagine if they had done with Eccleston what they did with McGann. So, wait, had you you hadn't seen the Paul McGann movie. You have seen it. I have seen it, yeah. You have seen it. Yeah. So, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, it starts with Sylvester McCoy regenerating into Paul McGann. And yeah. then you have a Paul McGann movie. But for people who 
had no idea who's who the, you know the doctor was which is watching a random sci-fi movie it makes no sense to them that some dude shows up is in it for maybe two minutes and then dies and regenerates into the protagonist they could have very easily done that with Eccleston they could have had Paul McGann stumble onto screen for two minutes and thus negate this entire storyline yeah also to translate for michael what happens is the seventh doctor's movie ends with sylvester mccoy regenerating <laughs> and then you have the epilogue which lasts for an hour and a half <laughs> i have a question for jim oh hello you more than anyone i believe hated introducing john hurt as the doctor i did did you feel like someone was flicking you on the nose, namely the BBC, when in the end credits it says, and introducing John Hurt as the war doctor? Well, I have it as a note because we commented at the time, it's like, we thought he was a war doctor. Yeah. And, it, and they just said, he's not the doctor. <laughs> so at least they rectify that. And no, you just, that's how you do it. You put it in the credits. Yeah. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah, although you still call him the warrior. Well... Because that's yes. the cup he's drunk out he's the, of. Yeah, is the and he is still not a doctor. Exactly. Yeah, if yes, you, if he says doctor no more. Yeah, war doctor and warrior are very different things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're not mm. the same people in well, Nash at all. No. They're the, they're the, one's a nickname of another or a synonym of another. Because it's still, it's no, still I mean, meant like, to be the continuation in li- of the doctor. In life, if you come up to me and said, I'm a warrior, versus you came up to me and said, oh yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a doctor in the army, that's a very different job. But I think that's different. That's that's a military doctor. It's, uh, it's a doctor who is in the military. It's not a doctor that wars. Okay. He's just <laughs> at wars. He's war adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> How cool was seeing young John Hurt's face, though? It oh, is, it is a young John Hurt, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. So what is the implication for this? Like, how long is he the war fighting doctor. in the time war mm. before he goes? Ah, fuck it! I need to just blow everything up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I was made, regenerated, birthed, whatever to do. Yeah, because that's that's what it comes down to in the end. Is that it had to be this warrior figure to finally kind of go enough is enough. But it's, it really looks like he did a shitload of just slogging it out killing a few daleks because how many like how long who's the longest is it matt smith goes off for like a century or something and he comes back and he hasn't aged a day he oh what in series six where yeah. he's getting shot all the time yeah mm, we had a, yeah. We had a couple of hundred years of matt smith surely in the next episode right, not in, yeah. the, in the time of the he doctor. gets very old then but how long what's that period like he doesn't age at the know. same rate as humans but no, you're you're right though. We've already had the whole late silencio and then the letters going out and the doctor that comes back He's round again. He's a couple hundred is, years older. There's a massive age gap. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't look any different. So the fact that John Hurt has aged that much. Oh, oh I see what you're been, saying. Yeah, so he's been fighting it's hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah, and oh. and he's in his last day or so, isn't yeah, he? Because yeah. he's wearing thin. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I think this is just what war does to you. <laughs> it's not been, good for the complexion. It's been a fortnight. He has a remarkable sense of humour for someone who has been you know, fighting for centuries or possibly millennia. <laughs> yeah. As this is a bonus episode, do we want to... I'm not rating it, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I mean, I actually did write down a rating for this one, but I, I'm not going to give it a mini or anything. However, we have got a mini from Podcast Land about this. Oh, we do? Yeah, we do. Now let's hear from Podcast Land Max 250 Or it would get out of hand Right, so we do have a uh, we, we have a list of mini for this one And this one comes from Kyle Rath 
Hello, Kyle. Hello, Kyle. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, a long time no see. The sinister super spy himself. Sinister super spy. Excuse me. <laughs> yes, the dolphin in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Does Kyle not have a theme tune? Poor Kyle, it's been writing him for years. Fear the wrath of Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't top that. Nor I. Okay, Kyle, here's a promise. We will think of a musical version of that. <laughs> Coming up. Right, so Kyle stars, for a very brief moment, on November 14th, 2013, the entire spectrum of life within the multiverse existed in a perfect peace. Our eyes were wide with excitement, our hearts fluttered, filled with an overabundance of pure joy. All our hopes and all our dreams laid before us, visions of days to come, rekindling all our love to long ago. The Night of the Doctor debuted as an online special mini prequel to the Doctor Who 50th anniversary special, The Day of the Doctor. Paul McGowan turned to our screens as the eighth incarnation of the Doctor, survivor of the 1996 Doctor Who movie, immensely popular from his adventures in Big Finish audios, and the central figure in an age-old curiosity about the Doctor Who timeline. And Moffat just went off and fucking killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, says Kyle. I like me some John Hurt action. And despite Christopher Eccleston's recent confessions, seriously, I cannot stress this enough. What the fuck was Moffat thinking? <laughs> <laughs> he adds a synopsis. The Sisterhood of Khan save the day with Gallifrey and Go-Go juice. And Doctor No More puts on a bullet belt he pilfered from a dead girl he didn't know and couldn't save because... War. <laughs> <laughs> War never changes. <laughs> In conclusion... Or because he couldn't be bothered to get back in the TARDIS. And Khan gives this a rating of 4.75 out of 5, because McGann is fantastic and Big Finish is canon. Yes. A hundred times yes, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> a fantastic mini and a fantastic rating, because I believe that could then be rounded up to 4.8, which is what I had written down as my rating <gasps> for this as well. Ooh. Yep, yep, Very yep. Very nice. Fantastic stuff, Kyle. Uh, welcome back. People of uh, Podcast Land who are not Kyle, please say hello to Kyle on Twitter. He can be found at Sinister Super Spy. That's super without any vowels. And when you do, as you shall, <laughs> please high five him because Kyle Rath is just about, I found this out earlier today, just about to become a granddad. Or as Nick would say, granddad. <laughs> granddad. <laughs> Grandpappy. Just like the doctor himself. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so congratulations, Kyle. You're so fertile. <laughs> <laughs> and that appears to be it for uh, minis, actually. Should we call it there now? We've been doing this for an hour. Yeah, let's do it. Onto the meat of our sandwich. Yeah, I'm going to replenish my vodka and then let's look at Day of the Doctor. Twitter, 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 Twitter. Drew Backburn. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Drew back when Jimmy the Who Jimmy the what now Jimmy the Who that's right and I'm Pong and you know how to spell that Marie email cool rad bye okay we never do this again <laughs> just play that <laughs> ciao ciao Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. But I've got no friends. No problemo. Tell some strangers. Hey! 
Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash whobackwhen. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome. High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it. We're at whobackwhen. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit. Listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own, browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters and more which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, cha ciao. Who back when?